Right, hi guys. Hello. We're back. We're outside. There's zero wind. Let's let's appreciate this for a second. Including a raven. A raven. Murder and some dogs. Murder birds. The ever-present dogs. I think that might be my uh, my way into like ornithology is is like corvids and mm. murder but I'm not particularly and you hate all the other ones I don't hate them but there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing like you know some people like see like a blue tit or a, a robin and there's something like oh mystical and so tiny and like a flat and I'm like no I, I, I want the massive black thing that yeah. looks at you and goes like yeah I know how to unlock your car yeah like yeah that's the birds. I'm telling you, I've got a couple in my house you can adopt outside my house. <laughs> Just come with a basket, get them, yeah. and you can keep them at your house. Did you know, um, this was on a different podcast, uh, apparently if you, the the first most popular Google autofill mm. for how do I befriend is a crow. Really? Wow. I, get, I think I may, might be the word like befriend. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. you wouldn't say like, how do yeah. I befriend? My boss, or like, yeah. like you would yeah. put me. I don't. Yeah. No, anyway. Well, yeah, the crows that are attacking my house, you're very welcome to have them. That are trying to. Can't make it's vegan, can't have them. Beat, beat my windows down, eat the seals. Yeah. Cool. Maybe they just need to set them some puzzles. Yeah, just so they bored. can do other things. Yeah. Give them some stuff that needs doing around the yeah. house. Yeah. In fact, if they could peck off the paint that I need to scrape off the outside of my house, that would be much more helpful. Yeah. I need to train them to do that. Yeah. Anyway, right. we're here to talk about... It's a book one. It's a book one. It's Okay Not to Share and Other Renegade Rules for Raising Competent and Compassionate Kids by Heather Schumacher. I was reading about Heather Schumacher last night, mm. went on her website, a bit of her biog stuff, and I was like, oh my gosh, you're my dream. And also, we could have arranged a Skype with her, because she does Skypes for book groups. So if we thought about only found this out last night, we could have had her on the podcast. It'd be so cool. Maybe it's a future thing. But in her, her past jobs include... Uh, sailor, llama trekker, and um, trash collector at the Antarctic US station. Like she was in yeah. Antarctica collecting garbage. Yeah. And her other job is that she um, collects oral histories from families and then turns them into books. What a blinking cool job is that? Wow. I want to just take her life and just steal it. Right. Yeah. She just goes and like she interviews matriarchs or patriarchs or people yeah. who have terminal illness in the family and then records their yeah. family history in a book and also does it for organisations and charities like how it was That's born. That's very cool. Isn't that cool? So she's obviously an all round very cool human being. Do you know what I would say on the uh, right at the start then that is um, an interesting because I read the book and I have not looked into her um, mm -hmm. because. As is, I think, very typical. You do a lot more research for the podcast than than mm -hmm. I do. I arrive with thoughts in my head and make laziness, it up. Laziness, mate. Laziness. Yeah, maybe. I'm just honest, man. I'm raw. <laughs> you get what you get. This isn't a. This isn't mm -hmm. a. Anyway, um, but I would have assumed from reading it that she had a background in, um, you know, educational psychology or something. Yep. And actually, that's very refresh. It is refreshing to not have that. Um, that to not have that knowledge when you approach well, the book. Well, she has got that knowledge too because her mum ran the school for young children, which was. Oh this yeah, no. But what I mean, thing. what so I mean is that, like, I um. That. I think she's like a. No, so sometimes it's a bit of a book by its cover, but there, I'm definitely guilty of reading a few pages of some books, and there's a book that we've both talked about 
um, off mm. podcast where it's full of reckons yeah. and a few pages in we both went this is complete reckons mm -hmm. like I'm not interested in what this one person thinks mm -hmm. but I am interested in it this is so well written and so um, so yeah I think it's worth saying you have re-read re bits of the book recently mm -hmm. I read it um, must be at least a year possibly two ago yeah, now two years, I'd say. and so my thoughts are very much digested and yeah and might be but altered. it was such a transformational book I would say oh, yeah. for both of us that um, it I would say it plays a fundamental part in how we run sessions doesn't it yeah. it's sort of um I'd say if you ever have those moments like we all do of moments of working with children or your own children where it's just a challenging moment for you as mm. the adult in the situation and you're like I actually I'm not sure what to do here or you do what you think is right and then afterwards you're like I'm not entirely happy with the way I dealt with that this book kind of gives you the answer that I completely believe is right so she will give mm -hmm. you um, it's all divided up into chapters um, of uh, particular things like kids need conflict uh, it's okay if it's not hurting people or property which is a massive one mm. um, a bit it's on not, sex it's ed not, it's not a, a through flowing on... book is it it's, an, no. it's a nice reference book to go I'm having some children who are showing this yeah. and just go to that chapter you don't exactly. have to start at page one every time and, exactly. and get there Yeah. Um, and one of the nice things about it as well is that it's got little uh, boxes with like um, word, words to use mm -hmm. so yeah statements to try and um, things like that so it's very practical without yeah. being a book that says like now go away I've read some books before where they say like don't read chapter three unless you've spent mm. two weeks doing the, the things yeah. in chapters one and two um, but this book is very like crack on and have a go like yeah. you don't have to be doing this all perfectly yeah, 100%. It's like, here's some stuff, you, you know, it's not... Um, and equally, compared to some books, I feel like it's not as prescriptive in terms of, like, here is the sentence you must say when a child is doing this. Mm. It's a little bit more kind of like, here's the vibe you want to get across. Yeah. Here's the, and like you say, it gives words, but it's I, I, not I'm, dogmatic. Yeah, exactly. It's not... It, absolutely. And a lot of the issues are very contentious, so... Mm. Um, I feel like we're going to get into the nitty gritty too quickly if I go into this, but um, for the issues that you might read, some she says some people will pick this up and go, uh huh, yeah, of course, and other people will go, whoa, that really challenges like mm. how I parent, or that really challenges my kind of beliefs about children in society, um, and for those parents who are going to find some of these ideas really challenging, it does kind of go, well, we're, st we're aiming for this, but if you really find that uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. you could try this so she doesn't um you know really yeah it's a, it's a it. book that because it is very um challenging to a lot of what i would say is like stereotypical or like mm -hmm. in inbuilt expectations yeah. and a lot of it is she does talk about kind of like it's it's your social guilt mm -hmm. not you know you're doing yep. things because you feel you should um but it does make me think back to there's part of uh, Alfie Cohen's writing mm -hmm. and I can't remember which bit it is um, but he talks about um, mentally putting in a block that that says I must do what my parents did mm -hmm. because um, my parents the, everything my parents did for me was the absolute best thing for me even if I didn't like it even mm -hmm. if I didn't understand it it must be the best because the alternative is that my parents did something wrong to me the people that i love most and that was their only job was to look after not their only job mm. the job was to look after me mm. they did something 
yeah. um, that wasn't perfect. And that's a very difficult thing to yeah. to to take on board. Whereas once you, I think if you, if you can be a little bit more detached from it, mm. and some people talk about breaking the cycle of, mm. of, of not bad parenting, but breaking parenting cycles and saying, don't just go, oh, I had to, so like, without going into the critiques of it, the book is you don't have to share, right? Mm. So that's a massive one and a massive challenging thing. Um, and I think lots of us approach it with childcare and with teach it and with parenting where you go yeah I remember my parents this was how they made me share and this is how teachers at school made me share was they would take it off me and we would do all this and mm. so because that's your experience you go well that must be the way to teach it that must be the way to do it and um, I've kind of waffled now mm. around my point and I'm not sure where I'm going well yeah and it's hard to step away from that and go well no I'm going to do this differently yes um, I like the sentences that she does give you that you can is like words to try and then words to avoid mm -hmm. so that um, the words to try are very short and simple and non-judgmental so in those moments where you might struggle and think oh I know what I need to do but I don't quite know how to do it without laying blame on the child mm -hmm. without making anyone upset without feeling without um, sort of toppling the balance of power in a way that is uncomfortable so I think a lot yeah. of the book is about that is about um, uh, protecting the rights of the child whilst yeah. still staying in control as the adult do you know what I mean yeah. so yeah. it's about um so she talks about setting limits on behavior so you might read it for the first time and it might kind of um blow your mind with yeah don't force them to share let them mm. have long turns let them have free play give them a lot more control why are you stopping them doing that why are you stopping them walking up the slide yeah. really why yeah. why they can walk up the slide as long as it's not hurting people or property it's fine just go mm. with it um and you might come away if that is quite a kind of yeah earth-shattering idea to you um you might come away having read the book and then going too far that way and forget like that she gives an example of um of parents who really respected their child's right to free play and imagination and the child really loved playing doggies and wanted to eat her food out of a dog bowl oh yeah on the yeah, table yeah. And they said they're there with this three-year-old and the mum and dad are like eating at the table and they've got this kid on the table eating her food out of a bowl. And they're like, oh, we just really want to like respect her imagination mm. and just let her play. We really don't like that she's on the table eating like a dog. But, you know, we're just going to go with it for now. And she's like, no, you are still in charge and you can still mm. set limits on the behaviour. That there is a and the, you know, phrase that she might give is like, there, there's a time and a place for it almost. Like, I can let you play doggies here at this time. Yeah. But tea time is about us sitting at the table together and actually you still have rights as an adult and so yeah. if what the child is doing is infringing a, so so i kind mm -hmm. of took that away a lot more the second time reading it yeah i think i um one of the it's on the same lines and one of the things that i most liked about the book was that it um compared to some other work which yeah it, when you start looking into child-led theories and stuff mm. you can go down that rabbit hole of like mm. oh my god if i even talk to them i've infringed on their play mm. and, and all those things but um they have from memory there's a good bit in there where she's talking about um expectations in different places yes so that you can say like um and and we found it very helpful if i can apply it to forest school we find it very helpful to say like at forest school mm -hmm. you don't have to mm -hmm. um give it up when someone says mm. it's my turn you you wait till you finish yeah. um, and I feel like part of that is and as she says it in the book that you can take your child like to the park and say oh well at home we have turns until we're finished but mm. at the park because there's lots of people yeah. we do have to take turns or yeah. do whatever and, and in terms of 
us as a forest school and, and applying that in different places, mm -hmm. that's really helpful to say, yeah. okay, I need, for the parents and the children say, I need you to just, or not need, what I'd like, love you to do is to just park what your expectations are at home mm. and to go, these are the expectations yeah. that we're trying to push at forest yeah. school. So you can do them here. We're not saying at home you have to do this. Yeah. We're not saying this. It's just here. This yeah. is what we'd like to set up yeah. as an experience, yeah. which is really positive, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I guess that, yeah, the whole idea behind um, not forcing children to share is that you're protecting their right to play and yeah. that um, I just realised we haven't kind of covered that basic thing that we just take oh. for granted that we always do. But um, that it isn't it isn't sharing if you say you've had enough turns now or you've had yeah. 10 swings and now yeah. it's this person's turn. It's taxation. Yeah. And they don't gain anything from it because they don't feel the joy of mm. proper sharing You've, you're fostering resentment because they've had it taken away from them it's, yeah. a, it's a taking not a not a giving yeah and the um, adult is doing to the child like they've told yeah. them that has to happen and the whereas, only reason that they're sorry that's right i was gonna say whereas if you give control back to the child and say yep you can um you're you're on the swing these people are waiting or um so and you know tommy is waiting tommy mm -hmm. is um waiting for you to finish when you finish could you f come up could you find Tommy and tell him it's his turn yeah and then you give that gift of giving to the child because they feel that that experience of like here you go I finished and they have that interaction between themselves and that's how they learn that it feels good to share and yeah the thing that's popped into my head is that it also I think allows children to be more honest about their feelings in a situation mm. so um, I would say that you can you can quite often see children who have been um, told they must share um, because what they become is very good at finding, um, in air quotes, legitimate reasons that their turn didn't count. Yes. So you, yeah. if, if it's a swing, it's like, oh, but that one wasn't high enough. Oh, but mm. that one, no, because my feet touched the ground. So it doesn't. Mm. Yeah. And what they're actually doing is going, someone is going to come and take this mm. from me. I must absolutely defend myself Yeah. rather than... I think if they were allowed to and be more honest, they'd go, I'm still playing with this. Yeah. I'm still enjoying it. It's still yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and and she talked, yeah, we talk about quite often, don't we, like the adults being, you're the advocate for the child and mm -hmm. for their play mm -hmm. and um, them needing to hear you. Um, so it happened the other day with um, um, my little boy and someone else at the toddler group and someone mm -hmm. just walked up and tried to take a stick off him. Mm -hmm. um, and... He doesn't, he didn't look to, my boy didn't look to me and say, because mm. he's two, so he doesn't mm. talk, but he, you know, he didn't look to me to go, save me. Mm. He just looked a bit confused. Mm. And I stepped in and I went, oh, Baron's not actually finished with that. Mm. Um, can I have it back? And we'll, we'll let you know as soon as we're finished. And then the little boy just went, oh, okay. Yeah. And it's absolutely, you know, and, and then, so, uh, right, yeah. And they talk about, don't they, the, the, and I guess maybe we can go into the nitty gritty of this one and say mm. that the book expands but um saying that the flip side is that we're teaching children that share is a magic word that mm. um way outweighs that power thing or not power thing that value thing of like i'm the person who has arrived and immediately said the word share mm. and so my needs now take precedent mm. o over you who was already doing a thing and yeah and you see you know and i have been to baby and toddler groups where they just go like mm. share share like the, the yeah. children say share yeah with the expectation that that means i'm about to get what i want yeah like because i've said this word yeah and even and and 
almost knowing like it's like a, a key or a trigger word that means yeah. I'm going to say this word nice and loud because I'm going to say it and that yeah. means a parent or yeah. an adult will step in yeah. and make you yeah. give me the thing. And I've heard also parents um, shouting at their children going, you've got to share it. If you can't share it, we're going home right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's just, and it's, it is so hard. It is so hard yeah. until you get your um, your head around it and then reading a book like this always gives you permission to do well, what one, you think is is right you well, know that's one of the good things isn't it at the end of every chapter i can't remember if it has a specific name um it might be like i think it's called like out and about but yeah. they talk about you know yeah. okay here's the absolute renegade rule you don't have to share you do use it till you're done and you let people know and then they have a bit where it goes okay when you're out this is how you explain it to other parents mm. this is how you explain it to other yeah. children yeah. this is how you model it and yeah. this is so that you're not because sometimes if you have a particular parenting view you can feel like you're constantly having to like defend yourself and you yeah. you i mean i have seen um par parents and um people in childcare quoting um like studies at a toddler group mm. to another mm. you know and you, mm. you want to go this isn't the time you know you're not mm. here to have an academic debate mm. you want to be able to just do your thing and everyone go oh, okay that's the thing and explain it quickly clearly mm. this yeah. is what i'm gonna do yeah um and i think these chap the bits at the end of each chapter really help with that and really do give you a um a feeling that you you are allowed to yeah do these things and, and in a very things. uh non-antagonistic way yeah. as well like it's very yeah. respectful to other you know well because i think the book well. focuses on um so because it is a parenting book essentially i would say yeah um, although it's rules from a school, um, it talks about what you're, you can do and say with your child. Mm. So at no point in the sharing dynamic does mm. it say what you should be doing or saying mm. to the other child in that, in that scenario. Yeah. You, yeah. You, so it, like it was with me and my son mm. um, the other day, my focus was only on him. Yeah. I was only, you know, I wasn't then going, oh, and what you must do then is take the other child away mm. and explain them. And you go, no, yeah, no, yeah. I'm here to be his advocate, yeah. not yeah. yours, not everybody. You know, yeah. and that sounds very callous, I think, when you say it that way. No, no, but but it is that thing of like, especially in a toddler group where you're, I think everybody who has an adult has an advocate. Mm. So in a toddler group where it's almost one to one or one to two, yeah. you go, right, I'm this person's advocate right now. Mm -hmm. This is fine. When it's a bigger group mm. and we're responsible for say 10 children mm. 15 children you go i'm everybody's advocate mm. so i need to find a, a way to balance that out and yeah i'm gonna yeah defend the play without infringing on yours yeah. do you know what i mean yeah. and that's yeah completely and one of the things that i love most about this book is um situations like that like um the conflict resolution i think mm -hmm. is incredible in this book and um completely works having my own two children who have a lot of conflict and um it's about giving the giving the control to the child so there is almost like a kind of step-by-step -step way to address this conflict so you've got two children pulling on a toy or whatever and it's just very the way that she explains how to deal with it is so non um yeah non-blamey <laughs> that's mm -hmm. not a word but you know what i mean it's so judgmental it's like so you can approach a situation and go ah oh, i see two children pulling on the toy it looks like this but what happened tell me what happened or whatever and or if you have um a child who might be demonstrating very physical behavior and um pushing another child for example and rather than wading in and going 
oh, we don't push yeah. la, 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 la. you actually give a voice to the victim and so you and it takes a lot of coaching it takes it doesn't happen mm-hmm. overnight but um she explains that the, the key to peace isn't a lack of conflict it is just really great conflict resolution mm. and conflict is good because mm. conflict gives the children the chance to practice it um and that's the same even when you're an adult so um giving a voice to the victim would be uh going up and saying you know did you did you like it when he pushed you no tell tell him then i'd say i don't like that stop and you can and she even says like you can stand like this and you can put your hand out and you can use a loud voice mm-hmm. and say i don't mm-hmm. like it stop and then it's about um coaching the other person saying when they say stop you you have to listen i i heard yeah. her say stop yeah. or i heard him say stop i don't see you stopping can you stop no you can't stop okay and now we need to go and do something else now because yeah. blah um which is a really helpful step by step Mm-hmm. way and a lot of the time once you've once you've coached both parties you can step back and you don't even have to intervene at all because they will mm. listen to each other mm. some children will listen to other children much um, more easily than you think they're going to and you think whoa okay yeah that's sometimes the thing isn't it that we assume that we have to step in because yeah. they won't talk to each other you know they're, mm. they're both three how could they possibly talk yeah. to each other and you go no they yeah. can talk you know we see it all the time in the kindergarten don't we where you go no they can solve this yeah. they absolutely can yeah. and in the same way um we were talking the other day about um, risk and conflict is risk mm-hmm. and that we don't just go, oh, okay, you have made a mistake. Mm. Rip it, you know, and I was saying yesterday, wasn't I, about um, falling off a bike and mm. that we don't take the bike away and go, mm. I'm just going to ride the bike now and you'll just have to see me do it, which mm. is the same, which is the equivalent of what we're doing with the conflict. If mm. you step in, it's going, you can't deal with this conflict, so you're going to yeah. have to watch me deal with it. Yeah, and, and it comes from a good place, I think. It comes from oh, a place yeah. of like, yeah, oh my yeah. gosh, I can't bear to see these children like upset and I can't see, I can't bear to see them in conflict and what would another adult think if I, if they came yeah. in and I was allowing them to have this conversation and I wasn't immediately, you know, doing yeah. this. Yeah, it looks, it, um, I think what's... It, Nice. No, going back to the thing where it says like this is what you do out and about is mm. having something to say, even is is like if you've got something to say about why you're not acting, mm. is very helpful to mm. to to go in and just say to be like we were saying about it, it's that social thing for other adults. Yeah. To say to be able to loudly and vocally go. I don't know. Um, I'm going to let you two talk about this. You don't. Yeah. You don't need me. Is then relieving for you as an adult because you hopefully then have taken away that feeling of oh my god they're watching me and the kid, two kids are arguing and nobody's mm. and everyone's looking at me and going well why aren't you stepping in but well, why yeah. do you go well I'm just gonna yeah you know explain yeah. why I'm not yeah um yeah I would say this was the this was the only book actually that I gave to um, someone that started helping at our home ed mm-hmm. group as a one to one and this was the book. That I get, I um, was less interested in her. I don't know whether I should say this. I was less interested in her learning about the history of forest school mm. and the principles. But I went that this mm. is the book that I want you to read because this is the one that affects, you know, forest school principles. Oh, excuse me. Yes, they do happen every session, and yes, mm. they're overarching. But they're like this big umbrella thing. Mm. Whereas I feel like this book, you could I could almost go through it each day and tick off every chapter. Yeah. And go, yeah, I used that this morning. Yeah, yep, I talked about that this oh, afternoon. Yeah, and um, um, we've talked about it at um, uh, conferences, um, yep. our little yep. get-togethers. Yep. Yep. And everyone 
has the same issues. So you go, yeah, but what do you do when the children build a den and then mm. they turn around and go, you can't come in to a child? I had a long discussion with some other leaders about well, that. Well, should we talk through that one? Because yeah. that's a really good yeah. one that we, yeah. yeah. So it's happening it's ha yes. in our sessions, It happens in it? our sessions. It happens in everybody's sessions. Like it's just a natural part of play. Uh, for children but feel so unnatural for us and it's one of those issues that we as adults and leaders always go I just don't quite know how to deal with that it's icky yeah. it's always yeah. icky yeah, yeah. and so this book um, talks about how it is the children's right um, to play and the children's right to choose their playmates mm -hmm. so actually even though it makes you feel uncomfortable it is their right to say no you can't come in i'm playing with these people no right boys now. no girls yeah only people with brown hair yeah. only... i've heard lots of um, things about that that like uh, yes they feel exclusionary and they feel and they I think they trigger something inside most of us I would say mm -hmm. that you go down that route of like in schools you go like the the way you might teach children about like racism is you yeah, go yeah, yeah. you wouldn't say no to people with blue eyes and you wouldn't mm. say no to people just because they're a boy and mm. all these things and you go and then but children need a safe place to play with that idea yeah. and uh, yes I would say like there so we've talked about before haven't we that like if it's repeated and constant and um, the purpose of it is not to protect their own play but to hurt the other person yeah then or, that's very different or even if the purpose isn't so yeah so she, she starts from the point of view of um, saying no boys allowed no girls allowed is okay it's completely it's a completely natural uh, stage of childhood to try to um, sort of find uh, define find your group. gender trying to tr find a tribe yeah, to exactly. see what it is to be extremely feminine to be yep. extremely manly to exactly you know. and that that's completely natural she do she does say to interrogate it definitely mm -hmm. and to be and to be watchful of it because if it's repeated rejection of one child or several children that is repeated throughout play yeah. all through the day that is extremely damaging and you can't ignore that and you've yeah. got to step in because the repercussions of that for that child can be really severe later in life so um it's about finding out why the rejection is happening so mm -hmm. um so even with the girls and boys so she she acknowledges that that can be a really icky situation for a lot of adults me yeah. included i yeah. find that very difficult when they do exclude based on gender based on appearance all that kind of stuff and so she uh, gives an example where you might go in and go oh, i see that you are saying no boys allowed mm -hmm. um you know wh why is that and just actually ask them and sometimes you'll get to uh, it might just be oh this is just a girl's place right now and like she's like okay yeah. that's cool should we hang up a sign saying no boys allowed at the moment and then yeah. la 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 but then it might be that it comes from a place of, and this might not just be with no boys allowed, but that child isn't allowed. And you say, yeah. oh, why is that? And they go, oh, we're scared that they're going to smash it. Or, or boys are really rough. Or, mm. oh, girls are going to like make it all blah, blah, blah. They're going to ruin yeah. it with this thing. And then you can turn around to the girl or the excluded child or the boy and go, are you, are you going to do that? They're worried that you're going to change the game mm -hmm. in a way that they don't like. Are you going to do that? And they will, and a lot of the time, I love it as well, when you ask these, yeah. Sometimes they go, yeah, and you're like, okay, fair enough, cool. Well, then you can't go because they don't want you to do that. But sometimes they will say no, and you're like, okay, they say they're not going to come and smash it up. They say they're not going to come and change yeah. the game to that. Um, uh, and then obviously you're, they go, can they come in now? They might say yes, and then you're still kind of observing and checking mm -hmm. that it's all still mm -hmm. okay, um, which I, which I really like. And she does. I was just trying to find it because she does give a. An example of like even if that is too difficult for you then you could try blah i don't know um 
can't yeah, it is. It is a very. Um, oh, here we go. D- oh, go on. Oh no. Oh, this is a chapter on let your kids swear. But then it's like investigate racist and sexist slurs. Tread carefully if racist or other offensive slur words show up in your child's vocabulary. They may signal danger. Blah blah blah. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the um, one of the the things that does make it difficult to and icky to watch exclusion is because as educators we are by law required to go through uh, extensive safeguarding training mm-hmm. and you know upholding British values and all of these things um, and. All of that training is, uh, and and I understand why. But all of that training is like any sign of any yeah. racism or exclusion or any extreme. Yeah. You know, um, I'm sure it is in the UIFS. I'm sure it is that it's something. There is literally a statement that counters this chapter in this book in mm. there, which is literally like you know, will doesn't exclude other children from play or something like that. Yeah. That if you if officer came in and were observing you, you would have to really explain what you're mm-hmm. doing here mm-hmm. um and it, and it is that thing about um respecting their their right and being their advocate to say um they 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 just want to play on they just want to play with so and so for a while they just want to we do sometimes go oh I want to go and hang out with this group that I'm part of and this group and maybe tomorrow this group that I'm part of and maybe tomorrow this group have you found it Yes, while I, I was have. waffling yes I have so um, if the idea of a no girls allowed sign on a clubhouse makes you truly flinch write Robert and Jesse's house instead this still meets the goal of allowing children to choose their playmates but it can be more comfortable for adults anyone who wants to enter the house has to get permission from Robert and Jesse first names can be added easily boy or girl um, guidelines for handling no girls and no boys let the child initiate so there's no reason for you to suggest a no boys motto let your child bring it up on their own uh, don't overact, overreact remember you're dealing with a very young child her needs are not yours her need to explore gender exclusion is part of her development so I guess that's the thing we are talking about um, early years here mm-hmm. with this type of play um, use use their own words repeat your child's words back to her verbatim if writing a sign use your exact words um, that helps her know you've heard and helps you both explore the idea behind the words so perhaps they might actually start challenging their own statement through seeing you write it down mm. um, ask probing questions find out what is prompting a no girls no boys statement is it self-identity fear protection of friendship misunderstanding reinforce what's right reinforce gender identity yes you're a girl and Sophie is a girl and reinforce your child's right to select her own playmates if you want to play with just Sophie you can Clear up what's wrong. Offer information to clear up gender confusion. You're worried boys will be too loud. I know boys can be quiet too. I know girls can play baseball. See, I really like that. So there's like mm-hmm. a reasoning behind. So it's, again, it's an opportunity for learning, isn't it? So it's just investigating, interrogating that um, no girls, no boys, because mm. then that is where they go, oh, yeah, actually, they can. Yeah, um, finding exceptions that, yeah. put, that disprove that stereotype. Yeah. Clarify the real issue. After your discussion, rephrase her original message, no boys, to convey her real meaning, I'm a girl and I like playing with other girls best. This reinforces the true message and helps a child understand her thoughts clearly. Together, you might decide to modify an earlier sign you wrote. For example, no boys allowed becomes Megan's house. Only quiet kids can come in. And then there's a whole chapter yeah, it's on... Yeah, steady, because we're going to get copyright. No, no. Gonna... There's, a whole cha- <laughs> there's a whole bit on discrimination about um, skin colour and appearance, which she explains very rarely happens with yeah. very young children yeah, yeah, yeah. but then again she dresses it in the same way and says you know once children start to discriminate if they do on um, other you know colour of skin or disability or whatever um, just interrogate, interrogating it and finding out yeah. why, why it's happening is you yeah. know, rather than just going as we might that's unacceptable you can't do that you mm. can't say you can't play that yeah. is the yeah, yeah. sentence that comes up I would again, say um, from there uh, 
the thoughts I had were, uh, as you were reading it, were about the signage. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, what does that look like in practice? And I was uh, thinking in my head about the flexibility of, so we have probably 30 blackboards of mm. different sizes yeah. floating around. Yeah. And I love blackboards because they're not permanent, yeah. because they're like, you rub that off and I've changed yeah. my mind about that now, or yeah. I've done whatever. Um, so that's a, an advantage of them. Yeah. But then on the other side, I can see children sometimes wanting the permanence of like a mark has been made on paper that cannot be changed. Mm. And, I, and I can see the advantages of both. Mm. I think in practice, I would always use a blackboard mm. and I would always just say, oh, blackboards, not go into it, just go, oh, blackboards are what we've got here. That's why mm. we're using them. Yeah. Um, but actually we're using them because they yeah. can be changed. We can change our minds. And I might go into that with some children. Yeah. Um, but... Um, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just deliberating on what does that look like? And if we're taking this book and going, right, and then this is how we apply it and yeah. this is how it looks in our yeah. practice. I would say the blackboards are one of our most useful tools. I don't oh, really yeah. know what we do without them. Blackboards are literally everywhere. Yeah. And like like not stuck to things, like no. portable ones that and you go, right, that's your weight. So we, the, the big one that we do from the book is wait lists. Yeah. So the turns can take as long as they want and a bit like a deli counter, you, you just write your name up it's the equivalent of taking numbers, isn't it, mm. at a deli counter? But you just go, oh, okay, uh, so and so, you know, Gemma's on the swing right now. Um, Gemma, when you're done, um, can you tell Lewis? And then if Lewis isn't, you know, because I don't trust you, because why would I? Um, but then you go, you write, I'll get a board, and I'll write it at the top, and then Lewis yeah. can see, look, your name is yep. top there, so when Gemma gets off, she's definitely, and then it frees you up. Because you see a lot of children, when they do get stuck in that, like, when is it my turn? You know, the, the almost the first hurdle is you can go for as long as you want. Mm. And then the next hurdle they get is, well, I'm going to stand next to them and I'm yeah. going to pester them. And they do say, I think, from from memory in the book, that you are allowed to go and tell the person that you're still waiting. Mm. And you're allowed to go and tell them that you're upset. You're not allowed to ask them to get off. You're not mm. allowed. You know, not allowed. They, they would say, don't tell mm. them to get off. You, you know, you can't interrupt their turn, but you can tell them how you're feeling and say, mm. I've been waiting a really long time and I'm getting... I'm, I'm yep. quite sad about it yep. and whether that changes how long they want to be on yeah it may or it may not but yep. you can talk to them about it yeah um some of the other useful chapters i think we've mm -hmm. kind of been waffling quite a lot but yeah. um other very useful chapters is a chapter on like war play bombs and gun play and why that's allowed um chapter on like how to um observe like rough rough and tumble play mm -hmm. rough housing yeah. and how to um physical play yeah and how to make sure that that can happen but happen safely um yeah. which again is a massive chapter that we've used and mm. again, and comes up a lot if you're working in schools because mm -hmm. then you're coming up across against the school's rules yeah it's often, often um That's yeah interesting um there's a whole chapter in on how sex ed starts in preschool um it's pretty amazing be buddies with dead birds which we do a lot of in forest school. Dead so. rabbit we found on Monday. Yeah. That was lovely. Yeah, delicious. Holes in it and you could see all the eyeballs were all... What's it called when the eyeballs... This is a very disgusting end to the podcast. What's it called when the eyeballs grey out? There must be a term for it. You know when an animal's dead? It goes all dead? milky. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so if you... That's, that's what I'm going to ask. Well, I don't want a review on iTunes. I would like people to email and tell me what it's called when a dead, uh, animal's, a dead eyes animal's eyes... Milky. Go milky. What is that word? I'm gonna fit. That's that's the end of the podcast now. That's the end. It's just a question about dead animals. Yeah. Um. No, that's not the end because we wanted to talk about. We are. If you are in the southwest at all in June, 
It's June 19th. Oh, you're good. I was about yeah. to get my calendar. You've memorised it. It's June it. 19th. We uh, Wednesday, June 19th, and we are at the Somerset Play Forum, um, conducting workshops um, and chatting to people about outdoor play. Um, so if you are in any of the surrounding counties... Get a ticket. Get a ticket. Come and have a chat. Um, it'd be great to see everybody down there. Um, and if not, we'll um, see you next week. Yeah. Cool. Bye. Bye.